Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. For those of you who are out there and not driving the stealth bomber, maybe we make your day with some tickets, shall we? Austin, let's uh, let's hit it. It's Win Ticket Wednesday. This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a Win Ticket Wednesday. 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 Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. You'll win tickets right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 855-340-ZONE is the number to call. 12th caller right now. We're hooking you up with tickets to go see Journey. They're going to be out on the road this summer with the Pretenders on a North American tour featuring all new production and hits from start to finish. Your chance to see them live is May 21st at USANA Amphitheater. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com or simply be the 12th caller right now. 855-340-ZONE. I want to give a shout out to Kirk Douglas, longtime movie star. He passed away today at 103. Kirk Douglas was one of those movie star movie stars. You know? Who's the bigger star, he or his son? Uh, that I don't know. Probably his son because of modern technology. Uh, you know, movies are more available. And but Kirk yeah, Douglas but back then, really... uh, entertainment options were fewer. And so I think Kirk Douglas. Was, the money's was, better was now, huge, though. You know? yeah, but... It's so funny because I was watching a movie last night that he was in. I watched Shootout at the OK Corral. Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas. And then today he Who passes won? away. Kirk Douglas played the part of uh, Doc Holliday. Yeah. I uh... <laughs> and, but you knew that? Listen to the movies on Thursday at 7. They know everything. Kirk was in This movie was from 1950. Did you know that? I've seen Shootout at the OK Corral. I know, but they've had other, uh, you know, iterations of that movie. I didn't know that. I only know you this one. You saw the one that Burt Lancaster and Kirk yeah. Douglas were? Oh, okay. I didn't sorry. know there was another one. Wasn't there one with... Uh... Oh, never mind. He's, he's pulling your leg there, Gordon. Okay. You know, I think... I only have my movies shipped to me. Made a lot of movies about that thing. Uh, Kirk Douglas was in the more iconic movie than Michael, Sp- I would Spartacus. say, was Spartacus. What's Michael Douglas' mo- most iconic movie? Wall, Wall Street. Wall Street or Falling Down. Oh, that, see- that one was... You ever was seen a- Falling yeah, Down? Yeah, I did. I saw that a long time ago. Okay, here we go. Wait, well, what about... Wasn't he in uh, Basic Instinct or something? Uh, he was. Is that his most iconic I, movie, I or are you just bringing know. up? I still, when I think of, when I think of, of uh, oh, what's his name, uh, Michael Douglas, I think of uh, Streets of San Francisco with Carl Malden. Hmm. But then I'm here. You go. Most zone staff member most likely to go falling down. Right on the money. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody near and dear to our hearts who also may or be may not be right on now. the phone right now. Let's talk NBA trade deadline, shall we, Gordon? Yeah, let's do it. All right. <laughs> Tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And uh, we'll talk about the, the big trade that's already gone down. Uh, a, Did you think it was that big? Well, I'm, I'm more think big and 
terms of it was a 12-player deal. Yes, uh, yeah. But do you think the uh, – before we get to that, do you think the Jazz will make a deal? Tony Jones said Ed Davis may be – they may be having conversations about him. Yeah. David Locke said that uh, he didn't think that that would be likely. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Well, Dennis Lindsay has shown in the past he's uh, you know he's been willing to to make deals. So, and I do agree with Tony. If there was going to be one made, that's that's the area that would be uh, would be that would the asset that would be shipped out. Uh, but I guess if I were a betting man, I'd say no. But I don't know. Well, that's really the only asset they have for the most part and that's not definitive i mean if they wanted to to kick the tires on an emmanuel moutier trade they might be able to get something out there and you never know if you can flop some picks for something but more or less as far as players go and and contracts go that certainly is the most likely um I would guess they're comfortable with Ed Davis for the rest of the year because if Tony Bradley has injury issues yeah. they've got somebody there but and the same thing with moutier really you know if Conley got hurt uh, again, then they would need his contribution and would want it. Well, now that Conley's in the starting lineup, I think we're going to see him play a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. I think he deserves it. I mean, that's just one Radio Bozo's opinion, but I, I think he's played pretty well when he's been given the opportunity and he deserves it. I don't think they would uh, willingly part ways with Moutier unless it really helped the team. But Ed Davis right now, I don't want to use the term dead weight because that sounds too mean. And plus, he's had such a great attitude. You don't want to be disrespectful. But, I mean, he's not – when Tony Bradley's healthy, he's not contributing really at all. And he hasn't been a good fit for the Jazz philosophy. He just hasn't. Yeah, Uh, I thought it would be. I mean, obviously, the front office thought it would be. I'm sure Quinn Snyder had an opinion on it before they signed him, but it just hasn't. He's just he doesn't work with the Jazz offense, and his defense has been somewhat soft. Yeah, and he was supposed to be a great rebounder, and yeah, you know, so yeah, I don't think anything's going to happen, but it might. All right, let's so let's talk about this deal then. I think that, Atlanta is the winner. You do all right. So yeah. let me let me just go over this real quick because it was pretty complicated, and a lot of people have to pass physicals and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But here's how it works. Amongst the details, Minnesota is going to acquire Atlanta's Evan Turner and Denver's Jared Vanderbilt. Denver acquires Minnesota guard Shabazz Napier, forward Kaida Bates-Jop, forward Noah Vonley, and injured guard Gerald Green. Atlanta acquires Houston center Nene uh, and uh, Clint Capella. Houston uh, receives Jordan Bell from Minnesota. Atlanta's 2024 second-round pick uh, via the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Other details, Chandler Parsons is being waived by Atlanta. He's got an expiring $21.1 million uh, in cap space. Uh, Also changing hands uh, would be Malik Beasley, as he's headed away from Denver, and uh, uh, Juan Hernan Gomez is also uh, going to Minnesota. So there's a lot of moving pieces here, but Clint Capella is probably the biggest name. Who gave uh, up the number one pick? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's lottery protected, I believe, isn't it? So Denver gets Houston's 2020 first-round pick, and okay. yes, I believe it is lottery protected. So to me, the winner's Atlanta there. Clint Capella, I really like him and think he can help that team. I needed to mention uh, the Rockets also get Robert Covington. He was a key part. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I didn't mean a, to leave that out. Yeah, and I think that's an important right. part. Big time. Anyway, sorry. But, your but thoughts. That, you know, all, all that tells me is that Houston's going to go small a whole lot. Well, yeah, because they, they literally yeah. don't have anybody to go big. I yeah. mean, it's going to be P.J. Tucker at the five, which is what we saw the other night. And they like it. The analytics say they're better with it, but I don't know. 
They're better with what? With uh, the small lineup than oh. they are with Capella. Well, they Clint must Capella. be convinced of it, and, and so they, they make the move. And they saved nearly $12 million, too, which in theory they could make another move, which they were pretty capped out before that. There's that as well. So, But I, Capella, don't you think that's a, that's a nice move for the Hawks? How close? See, I mean, obviously that team needs uh, more. But uh, you know Trey and 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 Capella, uh, that that's a nice building block, I think. I agree. And Capella's only twenty five. But how close is Atlanta to winning? Because I actually thought that Atlanta was going to be a playoff team this year. You know, I know they had a ses- uh, setback with Collins and the drug suspension. But yeah. I mean, What's how close are they right do now, do you know? to winning? Hang on, I'll. Bring I, it up right I, now. I I think if you have a terrific guard like that, and uh, he's a volume shooter, I get it. Uh, but you have that kind of presence in the low block, and yeah, I. They're one game, by the way, ahead of the Warriors for the worst record in the league at thirteen and thirty-eight. The Hawks. The Hawks. So they needed to do something, and that's I, I, I like that move for them. Obviously, they got a lot of work ahead of them, but they can build around that. Make that deal, and then shut down the whole team. <laughs> And build anew. Guess what, everyone? You're not playing for the rest of the year. <laughs> go out there and fake an injury. Let's go. Team on three. Everyone has to shoot with your opposite hand from here on out. I think Houston is asking, acting like a franchise that's desperate. And you know what? They are desperate because their owner, Tillman Fertitta, is putting a lot of pressure on Daryl Morey and really the entire franchise to win now because he wants to win now. And Maury isn't exactly the most popular person in the league right now, so you know just because it costs him a billion dollars. And I, you know what? Right, Uh, everybody's salary cap is going down because of what he (laughs) tweeted out. And by the way, that's ridiculous because I don't think he was wrong. I don't. I don't think he should be the villain. I really don't. I, I actually think the NBA is the villain in this circumstance, and it's ironic. That we're pointing to somebody by saying is saying that hey you're supporting out there supporting democracy. democracy shame on you shame no, he he made the right wrong turn the truth is I don't think you can build a championship team around James Harden as his game is currently constituted and I think that's the fundamental flaw going on with Houston does this put they were the- awfully close a couple of years ago they were close Jake and I know you you like to ignore the fact they had the Warriors beat. And Chris Paul gets hurt. And how'd they do last year? Well, I mean. And how did they do the year before? Yeah, I mean, wasn't I that it. like but three they, years but ago? they were so close in that one year. And if they had beat the Warriors, I think they would have won the whole thing. And that's, you know, that's an achievement in today's NBA. That, that, that's saying something. It's not easy to get to that point. But you're right. There are pressures uh, that are coming to bear there. And... Uh, It'll be interesting to see how that smaller lineup does. Whether it certainly caused the Jazz some trouble the other night, yeah, we'll see if it causes everybody that. All right, we'll have more coming up next. It is the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It's a game night. Uh, pre-game starts at six o'clock. Getting you ready for the Jazz and the Nuggets. Ben Anderson going to be along for the ride on tonight's pre-half and post-game coverage from KSL Sports. More straight ahead, right here on the Big Show, ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty, the Zone. Say a little prayer for you. And while combing my 
Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is my favorite Aretha song. It's good. It's a great this, song. This is a fine choice. You did a great job. Aretha just just puts everybody in the right mood, right? Yeah. yeah just nice. puts a smile on your face, right? What a talent. No doubt about it. All right, welcome on back. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We, uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, Gordon, the Jazz in action tonight, taking on the Denver Nuggets. Where do you, uh, where do you slot the Nuggets right now? And tonight they're going to be shorthanded. Their injury list is, is long. Uh, Paul Millsap not going to play. Others questionable. Um, but Is Murray out? Mu- no, Murray's playing tonight. Oh, he he played last night. He's going to play again tonight. Uh, where do you put Denver in, the, in kind of your tiered Western Conference right now? I'm in that sort of uh, yet-to-prove-it-to-me kind of category. I'm not I, – I, I think the Lakers and the Clippers are more formidable – and although Denver does deserve respect, I, I I just don't think we're quite giving it to them yet. Um, so I I guess I second tier. See, I, I would actually give the Jazz the advantage if they get the defense figured out. I I, I in, a, in a seven game series I would give the Jazz the edge in that. See, I'm I'm slow to come around on belief in the Nuggets too, and I I can't why decide is why. That? Why I mean because they've improved their defense. Uh, the uh, is it because we don't believe in in Jokic? It yes, it, it's because they don't have the star power either. It's a similar criticism to probably why you know folks are slower to come around on the Jazz. But too. the Jazz have two All Stars. Jokic is an All Star. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. I can't get there. I mean, I can't get there. And he has an assortment of moves, and he's he's got a soft touch. I, I don't know. I don't know why. It's one of those feelings. Jokic was more of a slam dunk all star than Rudy was. Yeah. So, but I, but I would not. But it's tra- not I, I would not trade Rudy for uh, for Jokic. It's but I mean he's not Kawhi. He's not LeBron. Yeah. He just. Uh, look, I'll tell you what I don't like about his game. I don't like him receiving the pass and then bumping his way to the basket. It just bugs me. It's one of those things like one of those things that is like the way we feel about James Harden and the things he does. And you're who was it? Who was it who said, was it you? No, it was Austin who said he didn't – I forget who said they didn't like Shaq. Oh, you were the one who said he wasn't that talented. He's not that good at basketball. That's but, what I said, good but, at basketball. But, but he would back – You know, the Hall of Famer, best center to ever yeah, do it, not good at but basketball. But he would back defenders down, and a defender would would uh, would create his, his position and find it and then get bumped off of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that's legal. I don't know why you're allowed to knock somebody off their position. Well, and, you're and not. That's, and it, that's what Jokic does. They just don't call Watch it. him tonight. Watch him tonight and watch him bump whoever is on him right on down close to the basket. He does it over and over again. And I, someone explain to me why that's legal because I don't know why it is. I don't understand it. Shaq did the same thing. But Jokic does it, and I don't think he should be able to. It's technically illegal. It was illegal when Shaq did it, too. They just don't call it. Why? I don't know. You want to get uh, How many times did you get see, Scott Foster on the it's phone? Like, it's like Royce O'Neal would get switched over on uh, Jokic, and he would be at the, you know, just above the free throw line. And here comes the bump. And then the second bump. And then the third bump. 
He did it to Rudy, too. And guys, okay, they've established their position. Why don't they own that space? I mean, if a defensive player bumped an offensive player like that, it's going to be a foul almost every time. So why is it that Jokic can do that to a Jazz or any other defender? To his advantage. Because they don't call it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a better explanation for you. It was a, it was a foul when Shaq did it, too. Uh, Am I the only one noticing this, or did you guys see, do you see that in his game as well? Am I, think, I overreacting here? Well, yeah. Uh, but Eric Walden, <laughs> your cohort over there at the Trib, reporting now. Nuggets coach Mike Malone, just a little injury update, <clears throat> said Will Barton is highly doubtful. Jeremy Grant, who turned an ankle last night, is highly questionable mm. to play tonight. So That doesn't help the Nuggets at all. No, that doesn't sound good for either of those players. And uh, given that they were involved in that 12-player trade, they're going to be very shorthanded tonight against mm. the Jazz. But Jamal Murray is going to go. So He's a talented kid. He's very, very good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, in fact, Ben Anderson uh, talking about how uh, Denver may only have seven players in uniform. So how about that? Is that the minimum? I thought the Don't minimum have was. To have eight? I thought the minimum was eight. You, what, but the, someone can be inact, inactive, right? In that eight, maybe that's what it is. So they'll make Paul Millsap inactive, but he'll count on the eight or something like that. All right. Well, if they have another injury, Lord help them. And if they have two, has anybody ever played with four players? Well, uh, Gene Hackman's team there in Indiana. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm wrong. You have to have eight active players huh. for every game. Is that um, what it is? Yeah. Well, we'll see what they They can do. make him active and just not play him. So. Let's see. Uh, here's what Penn tweeted. He says, uh, Mike Malone, knowing he may only have seven players in uniform, looked up the rule for what happens if he gets down to just five players and one of those players fouls out. The answer is that every foul after by that player is a technical foul. What if somebody goes gets hurt? Yeah, I don't know. And does that player then, after two fouls, get ejected? Or does those technical fouls not count towards I don't an know. ejection? I don't no, know. That's a great can. question. And do they get fined no, like a regular technical it, it, foul? It couldn't be that because the whole reason they're allowing him to play is out of necessity. So I don't think they would. So it, might, it might get expensive. Right. <laughs> if you're a Nuggets fan, wear your jersey to the arena tonight. You might get a shot. <laughs> you might get a go. I'm calling you right out of this thing. Get on down here. We know you're in loafers, but get down here. <laughs> we just need someone to sit in the, on the bench. So there you go. The Nuggets going to be... Extremely shorthanded, and, and you know what? The Jazz need to win tonight. Yeah, they they really do. I I must win is such an overused thing. I'm not going to go that direction, but there there is every single reason for the Jazz to to snap that losing streak tonight and get back to winning. Do you think this is one of those situations where the Nuggets have a feeling they're going to lose, and if they if they have if they're so shorthanded, and they're uh, that they, they it's kind of like a concession to defeat. No, I don't think that. I don't no. think so. All right. I mean, they're they're because after the way the Jazz lost that game with giving up the twenty-seven-one run and all that, and the Rocky Mountain rivalry and all this sort of thing, it just it felt like a game the Jazz needed to atone for. Yeah, I, I agree. And they played better defense against. We've been talking about how bad the defense has been. It wasn't that bad against Denver. What twenty-seven-one? They had other That's issues. Embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. But Donovan Mitchell, I mean, he scored four points in that game, and he went one for twelve. He really struggled, and they still lost by what six? And they held him to one hundred and six points. I mean, compared to those other games, 
that was much better defensively. Yeah, I suppose, but it just it, it, that game did not feel right. The Jazz had that big lead, and then it, it evaporated. I mean, it's pretty hard to give up a twenty-seven-one run. I agree. It's also hard to do what Jordan Clarkson did in the fourth quarter. Which was amazing. With, what, 22 points? All right, uh, we'll have uh, more coming up. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott again. Jazz pregame takes uh, takes over at the top of the 6 o'clock hour. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. I'll tell you, some of the things we talk about during the break. Although we're, we, I, I feel like we solved the problem for one of Austin's friends during the break, so yes, that's, sure that's, uh, that's probably a good thing. Although your suggestion I don't think was all that good. Why? Just because. What do you mean, just because? But I will pass it on. Lloyd agreed with me. <laughs> I'll say, hey, Jake Scott of the Zone Sports Network says you should yeah, try this. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and you and Lloyd over there discussing that topic, I, I just thought, okay, this isn't going to lead anywhere. You guys ought to run for president. I agree. With those morals. <laughs> All right, I know, uh, I know we do not uh, talk a, a ton of baseball on this particular show, but of course, Austin, a big baseball guy and a... A huge uh, deal going down in Major League Baseball. You don't often see, you know, what a uh, best Austin. What would you put Mookie Betts at? Two, three player in the in the in Major League Baseball. He, I mean, he, yeah, he's right there with Mike Trout, but obviously behind him. So, um, in order to pull this off, the Red Sox and the Dodgers make a move. Uh, the Dodgers land Mookie Betts, who only has one year left on his deal, by the way. So they're probably going to have to pony up some dough if they want to keep him after this upcoming year. And then they had to eat David Price's contract, which is another three years and I believe $92 million. And David Price has not been terrific, really, in a couple of years. The price is wrong, Bob. (laughs) And and they basically did it for prospects. So the the whole thing, though, that I'm curious is what would you do? You know, baseball is so interesting this way. I mean, to acquire a top three, four talent in Major League Baseball – you know they're going to end up paying a player that they don't care about at all over ninety million dollars just to acquire the services of this guy. Uh, well, I, I guess I would say it this way: if you can get a star of that magnitude, you do it. Except for in baseball, a star doesn't matter that much. Uh, it still matters a lot. Well, Austin just said his team has the best team in the league, and they stink out loud. The best, the best player, player. Yeah. or the best player in the league. Sorry, and they stink. Yeah, hey, they I made mean, a move too. You've got to be committed. Yeah, they did. You got to be committed to to filling out the you know the whole equation. Uh, but a guy like that can be a difference maker if you're if you're willing to do that. And Plus, so he'll I, be an I angel say, next year anyway. I say go for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, you know if your player if the player you're you're getting isn't all that good, then it's reminiscent of what happened when uh, the Cowboys traded Herschel Walker, and that worked out very well for the Cowboys winning Super Bowls moving forward, right? But isn't it uh, also interesting that Boston's in cost-cutting mode? The Red Sox in cost-cutting mode? that is kind of weird, isn't it? But, I mean, you know, all franchises come to these types of decisions. Like, uh, I mean, the Jazz are going to come to a crossroads on this with with Rudy and Donovan, where they're going to have to pony up some serious cash. 
to keep those two guys. And, you know, we all would assume that they'll do whatever they can to keep those guys, but it's it, it can be a sacrifice. Here's a, here's a franchise in the Red Sox that's not that far off a World Series in which he was the AL MVP that year, and he's only 27 years old, and they're moving off him just to get yeah, off of a bad contract? They had a manager who knew how to cheat. So he has to think, does he go to the Dodgers and just stink because <laughs> they're no longer cheating? I, I think in most cases it is worth it getting the services of those great players as long as you know they're great. And this is true of the Jazz as well. Donovan and Rudy better be great because mm-hmm. the Jazz need them to be great, especially if they tie up all that money in them, which you would presume, like you said, that they will. Yeah. So the, the pressure is on those guys. It's terrific to be them. It's terrific for them to have the kinds of opportunities they have, but they are shouldering major responsibility. I have a couple of Twitter followers appreciate this, pointing out that uh, they only have to cover half of David Price's contract, but still. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the Dodgers did a good thing. Of course you do, because you love the Dodgers. Because I, I, I'm Magic, not a Dodgers Because fan. Magic Johnson owns part of them, and they can do no wrong. I got it. It's got nothing to do with that. I've never been a Dodgers fan. Although the best experience I ever had at a ballpark was at Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. Front row seat. Had my feet up on the, on the, uh, the partition there. Beautiful uh, Southern California night. Uh, the seat was r- between where the end of the end of the netting goes up. And Go the, ahead, tell and us the, which freeway you took to get there. And the yeah, and the, uh, the dugout, just sitting there, feet up there, kicking back. My beautiful wife, just enjoying some baseball. It was terrific. I loved it. Of course, I've also had bad experiences at Dodger Stadium, sitting way up in the nosebleed, and it, it was so there was so much air pollution in the, in the air that night that I could even barely see the ball when it was being pitched. So, welcome to my world. Freaking frack. Can we, you know, the Pasadena, we, look, uh, just go down to Pasadena Freeway. Uh, and that's all I got I got to do, get to shove his review. You know how, you know how Scotty and Hans uh Austin play that hungry eyes every time they get lost talking about food. I think every time we we get taken on a a, a <laughs> mental trip of Los Angeles. We should just get uh, I Love L.A. by what's-his-name. <laughs> Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Let's just play Randy Newman every time we t- we talk about how much we admire Southern California. I don't, I never, I mean, I liked my time in Southern California, but it's not like I, if I wanted to live there, I'd still live there. I don't. My wife's you a native. You talk about California like my, an ex-girlfriend you my, missed. My though. wife is a, is a native uh, from down there, and, uh, and I think I probably do miss it more than she does, but but uh, it's not like I am just pining for Southern California. Okay. Have you ever been stuck on a 405 at, uh, say, uh, 5 o'clock? Sure. You have? Yeah, often. And then I get onto the 216 and, <laughs> there is and no just, 216. just bypass it. <laughs> Got to get up over that hill down and Yeah, we know. We know how, how familiar you are with the geography. We got it. Well, I'll tell you, the Pasadena Freeway, that is a driving man's freeway. It's a For wh- driving cars, Jake. Indeed. It, is, it winds. Uh, the lanes are rather narrow. But, man, at late at night when there's no very few people out on it, it is a driving pleasure Mm -hmm. Uh, all right that'll do it for the big show 
Coming up next, Jazz Game Night pregame show, getting you ready for the Jazz and the Nuggets. I, you know what? The the topic of Los Angeles will not come up once in the next hour. <laughs> okay, good. I think our listeners will appreciate that. I do, too. I do, too. The yeah. ones out there driving on Interstate 15. You know, one time I was uh, I flew out of L.A., LAX, to get to Denver because I was writing a story about an Olympian at uh, down in Colorado Springs for the L.A. Times. And when I flew into Denver, I drove like for 15 minutes and I was out of the town. And I thought, wow, this really feels weird because I was so used to being caught up in all the sprawl that it felt good to be able to actually see kind of the edge of the town and then get out into open space. You lived in California? I I, I, I had no idea. Nothing beats the beach, man. The mountains are close. Ben Anderson joins me coming up next. Gordo, enjoy your evening, sir. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. I wish the best to all our listeners, and thank you for listening. And I'm sorry. I apologize for Jake when he gets mean the way he has been. I'm not mean. I'm not mean. We just talk about L.A. a lot on this show. A little mean. We do. It it comes up quite a bit. He's mean. I'm green. (laughs) Well done. Uh, Coming up next, Jazz Game Night pregame show right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I knew that was about the end of it. So